Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment. Just never thought it would end up being there. Never thought we'd hear back from Rounder. Yeah. Never thought we would hear from Rounder in the first place. If this is your first time listening, you can hear full interviews with Jerry Douglas, Allison Brown, Bela Fleck, Larry Sparks, Jody Stecker, and so many more wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later on. Hey, it's Cindy Howes and Lizzie No from the podcast Basic Folk, honest conversations with folk musicians. Basic Folk is truly changing the game with our well-researched deep dives that aim to empower the listener while fostering the folk community. I basically am writing worship music for youth group rejects. Maternal regrets and maternal guilt are universal. I try to make things that are beautiful and that are made with like a purity of intention. You can listen to Basic Folk on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network or at basicfolk.com. Hey, girl. Hey, Amy. So everyone, today we have on the other half of harmonics that you've never met. The creator, the executive producer, the everything that this show is behind the scenes, Amy Reitenauer Jacobs. Hi. It's good to Hi. good to see your face. Good to chat. You too. We just wanted to do an episode, a mini episode, just to check in. You know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're really close friends, and we wanted to sort of check in with each other because I think checking in with each other is one of the most important things we've learned from this pandemic that we still need to do even post-vaccine and with things opening back up because I know Amy and I have talked a lot about how it's still not gone. <laughs> it still feels rough yes am i wrong yeah no it feels it feels really rough in a really complicated way that i think you and i have been trying to unpack for a while and that has made it tricky to navigate having maybe mental health awareness month i mean it's a good thing but it also feels really raw right now because of the traumatic year that we've all had and i'm curious to hear from your end what you're experiencing, what you're seeing socially. But I'm seeing a lot of people I know and love struggling right now. And that's um, it's a hard thing. So let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I said to you before we started recording this, I'm having one of my lowest, like just full disclosure, one of my lowest mental health days today. And I think for me, and Amy and I both read, which I know went around the internet, so probably a lot of you maybe have read it or maybe not, but there was a word uh, from a New York Times article that says we're all in this, this zone called languishing, where it's not depression and it's not ambition and excitement and joy, but it's almost indifference or ambivalence, which is... <laughs> it said in the article, which also triggered me really hard. It said like, which is also, which is worse for your mental health than depression or anxiety. And I was like, thank you. Okay. Great. So now I know that that thing that we're all feeling is very bad. So that just makes us all feel worse. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. How do you feel about that? 
I, I think um, that article and another article that I read um, that I think I sent you from The Atlantic, uh, which we'll link to in the newsletter and, and on our socials, um, talked about kind of re-entry anxiety and how we're all kind of decamping into either team home or team yes, as they've dubbed it. Uh, and team yes is just this like kind of over enthusiasm for getting back to normal and team home has recognized that there were, there were benefits to them taking a step back from social requirements and pressures. And I think what I'm kind of battling through right now is the push and pull between those two teams. And so I'm so excited. Like I, okay. I just got a haircut today for the first time in forever. It felt so good. Yes. It looks great. Feels great. Thank you. Um, it was this nice taste of normalcy. But then immediately after, uh, I just took a walk around Larchmont um, in the middle of LA. And there's a lot of shops and restaurants and stuff there. And I haven't been there in forever. And I found myself feeling so anxious mm. around the number of people that were out, the number of people that were maskless, even though I'm double vaxxed, I'm ready to go. I'm feeling, you know, feeling fine, but that, that push and pull is, is really hard. And I think the one thing that has helped is having these conversations, mm. the conversations like this, that you and I have had multiple times. Uh, throughout this process, and that now I think are just becoming actually really important as the reality of kind of stepping back into real life takes shape. Yeah, I had a similar experience yesterday. I I won't be airing for a while, but I hosted the Ellen Show by myself for the first time, and the night before, I started to have major anxiety, but like performance anxiety, just because on the neighborhood, we haven't shot in front of a live audience. I'm so comfortable there. You know, it's our third season. I know what I'm doing. I know the characters, but it's been so long since I've stepped outside my comfort zone to do anything performing wise, especially, you know, it wasn't live. There was a virtual audience though. And so it feels like you're performing in front of people. There's live laughter and reactions and reactions. And, yeah. And when I got there, though, it was like so incredible to see. I, I've been on that show so many times that they've become sort of like family, all the, the people who work there and the crew. And so it was so nice because we were a lot of us were double vaxxed and I got to like hug people that I haven't hugged. And the whole process was like probably one of my biggest joy filled times of this whole pandemic. Like and I told them all that and I left on this high and then I woke up this morning and it was like the lowest low. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know if it was the come down or if it was just kind of back to like, and, and I'm with, I'm one of those people who's kind of more, I'm not ready. Like I liked my house. I liked having downtime. I'm getting yep. a lot of, can we go to dinner? Can we go out to dinner? I haven't done that yet. I'm double vaxxed. So is my husband. So are you and Chris. We've seen each other, but you and Chris were in our pod. I haven't yep. had dinner with people that weren't in my six people <laughs> sort of social circle. Yeah. And that's, and I'm not looking forward to it. If I'm being honest, it makes me anxious. I feel exactly the same way. I think that actually a lot of the anxiety around kind of reintegrating into social situations that I'm feeling was from this 
barrage of inquiries and invites. And I don't take it for granted. I have missed a lot of work friends and social friends that I haven't gotten to sit down with all year, but I got like three messages in, in one day. I think it was like when they announced that we were going to a lower tier, um, inviting me to shows, like, let's get our tickets now. When can we book some travel? And I just shut down. I just could not, I, I went into like a really low place, even though in theory, we should be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I get to see friends and blah, blah, blah. But there's this worry in me, this deep worry that I've really carried for like at least half of this year of not wanting to lose so many of the things that I think we've mm. learned or maybe not even learned, but experienced this year and valuing personal life and personal boundaries and valuing home more, uh, you know, taking downtime for the sake of downtime and not just working, 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 which is so glorified. Uh, I think, especially for, for women in our, you know, career track. And it's like, I don't want to lose that. And I'm sad when I see this rush back into things. And so I think that's where a lot of it's coming from. I would love to talk about some resources that I think have been helpful yeah. for you and I, one of which came out a couple of weeks ago and NPR has this great podcast called Life Kit. If you guys haven't heard it, please check it out. There are these like short 15, 20 minute episodes and they can be from anything like it's all stuff you are kind of embarrassed to ask. You're, you can't believe you don't know how to do this yet, but some of it's about money. Some of it's like, you know, how to make your bed properly. Some of it's more existential or social uh, job related. And they had this great episode about, you know, getting past your social anxieties when you're reentering the workplace, when you're going out or traveling when you're seeing friends for the first time in a year. And I've kind of kept this set of rules in the back of my head that they went through. And it was really about set your parameters and stick to them. Mm. And your parameters can change over the next few months, but kind of decide where you are now, take stock and just always point back to that, you know, and that if people don't understand that is beyond your control. It's going to be a little hard at first to explain that to folks, but if you can stick with it, it becomes easier. And then it becomes easier to move the goalpost when you're feeling a little more comfortable. So that's the first thing I would just say has been really helpful. I'm still figuring out my rules. I don't really know where my parameters are just yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I was going to say that's, you could, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Like I was about to say before you had said the life kit stuff that we need to figure out for me or not we, I need to figure out boundaries and burnout because before I had none and I was burnout all the time. And now I'm like you, I'm so valuing my self-care time, my personal time. And I, I agree. I got so many text messages about hanging out and all of that. And it's like, I mean, we have, you know, we have the right to say, no, we're not, we're not able to, but you're right. I haven't figured out what the exact parameters are yet, but I think, I think giving yourself permission to fail is something that I've actually even been implementing in my, like when I'm really having a day where I just want to nap all day, I don't want to exercise. I don't even really want to go to my favorite place, which is the barn. 
you know, I, you know, I'll get done with my zooms or work stuff for the day. And then I just feel like I should do something. I should be motivated. But what's really helped me even today. And like this really low, I was like, look, I know if I move my body, I will feel a little bit better, but I really don't want to. And the thing that got me on that stupid Peloton, not stupid. I love you Peloton, but on that bike (laughs) was giving myself permission to get off or to just half-ass the entire thing. And I did it. And like, I didn't go my hardest, but I didn't half-ass it. And it was great. So I just think that, like you just said, we're all still figuring out what our sort of parameters are or our boundaries or what is going to work for us moving forward and give yourself permission to make mistakes and to fail. Like you may overcommit yourself one week. Well, then the next week you've learned the boundary there, you know, and it's same with work. I mean, it's going to be, we're in a very social industry, you and I, where like social relationships and connections are part of our business and part Mm -hmm. of how the business thrives and ambition. And I talked with Dr. Tara on this podcast about my feeling after this year of just the lack of ambition, because the most important things are health and family and all the great things we've learned. But then, then how do we get back to like, also going for something without burnout or continuing to be ambitious women like we were before, but without the loss of self-care. Yeah. That's long-term. That's what I'm the most afraid of. Me too. I mean, there's like, you know, tons of other stuff I'm afraid of too, but like, uh, (laughs) this is a scary world guys. I mean, there's lots to be scared of, but you know, you know, I I think that's what it really comes down to. I actually, while you were talking, I actually just wrote down on my desk boundaries versus burnout because I want to remember that Mm. that's actually like, I know you've been there too, but I have been at the point of burnout. I have been, uh, at the point of, of work being my entire life. And the end of the day, work's not gonna, you know, spoon you at night in bed. Nope. Work is not gonna take care of you when you're not feeling good. Mm -mm. And work carries certain values, but it doesn't carry all of them. And so I think, I think that that's what we're really feeling as we're digging into this. The other thing I wanted to, other word I wanted to focus on was, uh, was grace. I keep coming Mm. back to the term grace and I grew up kind of in the church, you know, and that's a, that's a word that's thrown around a lot. Uh, and it never really resonated with me. Like I never could focus on that. Right. But then something happened this year where I feel like I saw it in action mm. and I'm trying to apply that more. And this idea of having grace for others and having grace for ourselves, because I want to hear my friends. I really do want to check in. I really want to listen and I want to listen without judgment. Mm. And I also, I had lunch with a friend that I hadn't seen and you know, 16 months, um, before my haircut. And I felt awful because I was like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been here for you this year. And she was like, well, I I haven't really been here for you either. You know, we've both been really busy and dealing with so much stuff and living on opposite sides of town. And I kept coming back to the word again today of grace and just thinking like, We have been through so much, so much. And we're also so lucky compared to so many others. But yeah, that's just, uh, that's kind of become a bit of a mantra 
for me when I hear people say that they're excited to get back to a music festival or say that they're not really going to be socializing anytime soon. It's like, wherever anybody's at, just give them some grace, wherever you're at, give yourself some grace. Yes. Okay. Amen. That word really resonates with me too. And that's exactly what I did today. I was like, I'm, I'm going to just sit here in this. And like, I imagine, you know, just it, my breath and, and a like warm light and just as much self-love as I could to sort of just say, it's okay to be sitting in this. And I think like you just said, to honor where meet anyone where they're at. I mean, that's, and I, I think because of that, like there is going to be such more of a beautiful understanding of each other and care for each other and care for the environment and, you know, all of these beautiful things that we've learned from this terrible time are, I think, also going to grow all of us as a society and bring us closer together. Yeah. And we still have the opportunity to learn them. If oh, yeah. you have not had the bandwidth, yeah, that's okay too. You know, it's like, this is, this process isn't over. And, um, and you don't have to write a book about it or a song about it. Or a podcast about it, like we you don't did. Don't have to go on a podcast. <laughs> you can, but just, if you did, that's great. That's cool too. But like, also, <laughs> if you want to snuggle your dog for three hours and watch Netflix because that's where you're at the day, and you really don't want to go to dinner with an acquaintance that you haven't seen in 16, 16 months, then that's okay too. You know, yeah. and yeah. I think, yeah, all the things that that we just said, I think grace is the most important of everything we've said. I think yeah. that's the word of the day. For sure. The word of the year. <laughs> I, I want to wrap up on one other thing that I think just ties into May, which is, you know, like we said in the beginning, check in on your friends, check in, you know, when you have the bandwidth to do so check in with people. But I think we're only starting to see how like the toll of this pandemic on so many people, not just physically, but mentally. And, you know, it's easy to think that you get your vaccine and you go back to normal, but I think, you know, just be aware of where people are at and, and just checking in and saying that you're there for somebody might make all the difference, but, um, we'll put some resources up on our socials for mental health awareness month and, um, take care of yourself and, take care of the people you love. That's really all we can do, isn't it? Yep. And have conversations with the people you love like this, because it makes you feel less alone. And we love that you're listening here with us, even though you're not here in person. We hope that uh, by listening to these shows we put out, the whole point of Amy and I doing this was to hopefully build a community and bring people together and make everybody feel less alone. So we hope you enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be a good month. It's going to be a great one. Well, thanks, dear. Thank you, love. I hope your day goes a little better. I hope your day goes better. And you have a great new haircut to rock. So, you know. Thanks. (laughs) If anything, feel a little more confident with that. That's right. All right. Get it. Thanks, y'all. All All right, bye, girly. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.